Finding a goaltender, a franchise goaltender, is Kyle Dubas' number one priority, unquestionably. But it won't be his number one challenge. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover, and I hope you'll check those out as well. There can't be anything scarier for this. I keep wanting to call him a GM for this GM, for this new president of hockey operations who will actually be the GM. Not the salary cap being as tight as it is, not the age of the core, not even how or if he'll have to replace Tristan Jari. In my eyes, the single most daunting task on his list is how he's going to make this team younger. And when I say younger, I'm not just talking about grafting on 26, 27-year-olds that other teams cast off. That was kind of how Ron Hextall was doing it. He'd find somebody who was here or there that wouldn't cost very much, and he could add them to the mix. And, well, look, the average age came down by, oh, 0.0001 years. Well, that didn't do anything. Dan Heinen doesn't make your team younger. What you want, no, 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 not what you want. What you need as an executive is a very real influx of very real talent. And if you're the Penguins and you haven't had the draft picks that every other team has had along the way, and if you're the Penguins and the draft picks that you did make haven't panned out for one reason or another, what what's your solution for that? How do you fix that? You trade for them? Okay, sure. You know who you're going to be sending out the door? Jake Gensel. No, for real. That's... That's who you'd send out. If you made a commitment as an executive to say, listen, our our top priority here is bringing in real top shelf kids. We're going to take something akin to the senator's approach where we're going to give up your Mark Stone and whoever else, but we're going to get back two, three children. And we're going to you can't do that, first of all, because of the whole, you know, building with the core thing. But you're also not in a spot to send Jake out. You're just not. Jake is Sid's winger. And if Jake isn't there, then your number one priority becomes getting a winger for Sid. And I think we're pretty much past that phase of his career. Now, honestly, the only thing that you can do is look at the young players that you do have. And and I know it's not much. We see that every year at development camp. We see it in training camp. Uh, you'll pick up on some potentially manufactured enthusiasm regarding a certain young player, Uh, Mike Sullivan will find somebody and he'll say, wow, that player really came in to knock us dead. And within two, three weeks, you'll find out why the player isn't all that great. And by the third week, he's gone, you know, off to Wilkes-Barre, never to be seen again. So if you, Dubas, as the new executive, can properly serve as a new set of eyes or a new method of evaluation, maybe you can look, instead of Sullivan, at what's in Wilkes-Barre-Scranton, at what's in the juniors, at what's in Europe, 
and really, really go deep dive. And I'm not talking about now, obviously. There's a draft to get ready for. But before long, I can't say this often enough, but your number one priority as someone who's running hockey ops is to know your own people. Those are the mistakes you can never afford to make of getting somebody wrong who you had. Like, say, for example, oh, Jared McCann. If there are things to like or dislike about, let's say, Sam Poulin, who obviously had a really difficult year both on and off the ice, you got to find him out. You got to see what's there. Uh, whatever happened to Nathan Legere, who looked like he was on some awesome trajectory at age 18 and then was just being scratched all the time in the AHL? What happened there? What was that? Is that the coach? Is it the kid? Is it a lack of... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But you got to find that out. You've got to go through every last one of these. Valtteri Pustinen, he's in his mid-20s now. We're still talking about him as if... You know, he's some young up-and-comer, but he's got to get into this lineup or get right on out of the system or just accept life as an AHLer. I've seen, and I'm not, you know, some paid hockey evaluator, but I've seen a lot of stuff that I've really liked about him. There's apparently a lot to not like. Is it because he hasn't been challenged enough? I, I don't know. I don't know, but you've got to find that out. Owen Pickering... One of the very few, along with Poulin first-round picks who are in the system, did well enough to earn a late-season promotion to Wilkes-Barre. And if you're a defenseman, you're going to have to have at least one full season in the AHL. Okay, find out about him. Learn about him. What about Ty Smith? Has everybody forgotten that Ty Smith happened? I mean, you know, for a trade that was supposed to be uh, something that the Penguins and everybody associated with them was happy about, meaning, wow, we got rid of that John Marino character. Well, he goes to the Devils. He looks like a Norris Trophy contender for the first quarter of the season. And things kind of leveled off for him, but he was still a player. He was still a player on the team in the Metro that's the most on the rise, with all due respect to Carolina and a couple others. The Devils are the team, and he's part of that. And all the Penguins have to show for that is Smith just kind of hovering in the minors. We don't know what he's got. We don't know what he doesn't have. you got to find out. You've got to find out in one form or another. Now, is there a way for an executive to accelerate some of that? Sure. Sure. Especially when it comes to the European prospects. Find a way to get them over here. Find a way to test them, to push them, uh, to let them know, contrary to whatever public perception might be, that there's opportunity here. Let them, let them feel like it's an open camp for once. You know, don't, don't tell them about Drew O'Connor. Tell them about Marcus Pedersen. You know, how Marcus got a chance to play immediately in Pittsburgh and, uh, actually, tell them about Marino. You know, there's another good example. But you got to create an environment in which it's understood that youth is needed. And ideally, that youth comes from within. Because, my goodness, it'll be very hard to get it any other way. When we come back, J1Q...
comes from JD. It's in response to my Teddy Bluger episode yesterday. JD asks, DK, isn't there also information about who Teddy is still in the fact that Vegas didn't even dress him for any of the games in the final? Are we making a re-sign decision based on low-cost nostalgia? As much as I loved Teddy when he was at his best, I'm a little doubtful about all of this based on actual performance most recently. Uh, JD, I'm not going to be someone who defends the way Teddy played after the jaw injury. And the fact that I reference the jaw injury should tell you that. Because that is something that nobody associated with the team would ever want to bring up. It's something that I did ask Teddy about. It was one day in Ottawa earlier this uh, past season. And I, I got this blank stare from him like he didn't even know why I was referencing that. I mean, you know, Teddy, you're just a totally different player now. That's why I'm referencing it. And the conversation just went nowhere. I mean, it didn't get, you know, acrimonious or anything. It's just it didn't go anywhere. So I'm not in any kind of denial over where his performance went. My suggestion was, and this is where it comes back to this research that I was just talking about in the opening segment, find stuff out. Information is everything for a hockey executive. Number one, again, is your own guys. But Teddy was one of their own guys for a long time. And if someone says to him, hey, listen, we know what happened to Teddy. We know why. Here's why we believe in him. Here's what we have found out. Here's what he's told us. Maybe you can piece some things together. J.D., I don't have that information. I just don't. I can do this podcast. I can be around the team. I can ask them lots of questions. But I don't have that kind of information. What I can do is suggest strongly that the Penguins access it on all of these fronts, on all of them. And and if there's a bright spot within even talking about this, it's that we can finally imagine that there's going to be an executive who does this. And you know what I'm going to bring up now, because you know and I know that Ron Hextall didn't lift a blessed pinky finger when it came to researching Mikhail Granlund. He looked at the fact that Granlund had 72 points two years ago for the Predators. He didn't look at what percentage of them came as a member of their first team power play, something on which he would never, ever, ever participate in Pittsburgh. And he didn't look at a whole lot of other very visible and very much known analytics that showed you exactly what it was that you were going to end up seeing in Pittsburgh anyway. Why? Why? Information and the way that information is handled is only everything when it comes to the modern sports executive. You can... Look the part, you can sound the part, you can have a rich history as a player. Hextall had an awful lot of that. What he didn't have was a hunger for information. And even if and when he had access to that information, and the Penguins really honestly do have an analytics department, I don't know whether they were locked in a room or away from everybody else, but they have it. This GM wanted no part of that. 
So what I'm advocating on today's show more than anything else is something that I know will happen, which is that this young man, Kyle Dubas, might not get everything right. He most certainly did not get everything right in Toronto. But there's going to be a real effort and a real thought process that goes into it, and that alone is worth looking forward to. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.